Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Sad Wesley. And with us we have a lot of terrifying facts. Oh, so many. It's bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you've been listening to this series, I feel like we don't even need to say it, but here it is. Content warning for a lot of terrible stuff, including sexual assault, child assault, child abuse, um... Just uh, pretty. I know chug this, jugs. Chug jugs from Fortnite. Absolutely. I know this really doesn't help, and it seems like we're being demeaning. But I promise you, it makes sense if you listen to the episode, which I, that's the whole point of a content warning. It's pretty much a content warning for everything, for all yeah, the bad everything. stuff. Everything, all of the bad stuff. Um. So yeah. We make it better, though. I'd give a lot of fun facts about Fortnite, my favorite game, the best game to ever exist, a game that's never done anything wrong or bad before in its history of existing. And also, hey, if you want to send us suggestions for a palate cleanser for next week, hit a, hit the Facebook group. Yeah, Start a thread. The, hit the Facebook group or send me a DM on Instagram. That's probably the best place. Or tweet at Colt Podcast's official uh, Twitter, at Colt Podcast Show. And hey, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. If you like my voice, you want to listen to me on another show, you can listen to the Rooster Teeth podcast. It is a fun show that I make with my two very good friends every single week. It's very fun. I love it so much. It's great conversation. And I think, personally, we're very funny. If you like the bits that we do here on Cold Podcast, um, it's basically just an hour of that, the whole show. Uh, I like it very much. Go listen to it. You can go to thertpodcast.com to listen to it. You can go to thertpodcast.com slash first if you want to help support that show. And Paige, you're on two other shows, too. I am. If you want to hear my voice, you can listen to me on Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod, where it's full-scale Hallmark Christmas season, and it's a lot less depressing than this. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Pretty much any of those shows that we mentioned could be used as personal palate cleansers after yep. you listen mm-hmm. to this show. So, uh, yeah, go check those out. And without any further ado, let's uh, hop into the sadness. Hello. Hello. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these these are are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us, we have a warning, a content oh. warning. Uh, it's it's going to be bad. It's going to be worse than last week and potentially worse than next week. This might be one of the worst ones. Okay. Maybe one of the worst ones that we've ever made, apparently. Uh, I, I still think Ant Hill Kids is worse, but uh, mm. this one is pretty bad. Okay. All right. Sick. Awesome. Tight. Love that. 
Um, I woke up this morning with uh, a really sore throat and I thought that I was super sick and it turns out I just have boogers that are sliding down into my uh, neck area. Post nasal drip. Yeah, I don't know what the post means. I don't know what part. What After, I d- behind. Yeah, but what did I do? What was the pre-nasal drip? Ooh, it was because you were dripping, my fam. Hey. You looked fresh as hell, and your nose was like, I can't keep up. That's what happens. That's the that's the bad part of looking so fresh as hell, is you will wake up in the in the <laughs> in the morning with a fucking with your nose hurting. I feel like I live such a dad life for someone who doesn't have kids. Because I woke mm. up this morning with post-nasal drip, just going like, <laughs> you know, making dad noises, those noises that they mm-hmm. make to like expel the booger demons out of them. And then as I was walking to my computer to do my work, which is recording mm-hmm. this podcast, I stepped mm-hmm. on a fucking Nerf gun. <laughs> I stepped on a Nerf gun that was just on the floor. Were you playing with the Nerf gun or do you have an elf problem? I mean, yeah, I was playing with the Nerf gun, but not <laughs> okay. not today. I, it was like a couple days ago, and it was just on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, don't you think I'm so sexy? Nose just so fresh, so clean. Uh, as we did last week, we've prepared palate cleansers for you for this episode, although we've chosen a different topic. I think we're going to do a different thing each time. That keeps it fun for me. I don't know what they are. Yeah, I'm coming in blind. I um, I also don't know what they are necessarily. <laughs> yes, uh, last week we did El Santo and Godzilla facts. Um, this week I have no idea what it's gonna be. So I guess we'll find out together. I I, <laughs> I gave some suggestions, but I don't know what it's gonna be. It's left up to Armando's googling prowess. I'm guessing that as we talk through, something might inspire him, mm-hmm. and then we'll see what's up, and we'll learn together. Either way, we're gonna commiserate on how bad this is. Uh, but let's get into sources. You ready? Absolutely. All right, we have the Sacramento County Registrar's Office for birth certificate information on Mr. Warren Jeffs. We have an article from Rolling Stone, uh, a polygamous cult's last stand, the rise and fall of Warren Jeffs. It's a very long article, but it's very, very good. We'll be using it for the next few weeks as well. It is behind a paywall. So I pulled it from the Wayback Machine. I encourage you to do the same because it is an older article. So it should be easily accessible a few other places on the internet. If you don't want to give Rolling Stone money, that's up to y'all. We also have an article from Deseret News, The Rise of Warren Jeffs. That's, again, kind of a Mormon-adjacent outlet. That's why we have a couple contrasting accounts. Uh, We have an NPR interview uh, from Polygamous Royalty to FLDS Lost Boy. We'll talk a little bit more about the Lost Boys next episode because that guy with the saxophone is super fucking sweet. But also, the Lost Boys ultimately become Warren's undoing. Uh, and then we also have an article from the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, Demolition starts on old FLDS polygamous school. And then, of course, we have a few things from the Keep Sweet documentary. Not as much from Keep Sweet this week. We'll come back to Keep Sweet in the next couple weeks. Um, oddly enough, this is a portion of the story that I think is very, very important and very dark, unfortunately. 
but it's a part that they really kind of left out of the documentary. And as I was researching it, it kind of made me mad <laughs> that they left it out. I think there might be reasons. Um, I think maybe some people chose to cooperate with the documentary and others didn't. That could ultimately be why they chose to omit some of these stories. But I think it really gives us an idea of who Warren Jeffs is. And it's really ugly. I'm preparing you now. It's ugly. It's really gross. Um, but I think we need to understand that a little bit to understand how he gets to where he gets. Because as we go through the additional parts of the series, we will see him be unbelievably cruel to people. We will see women come to him with claims of sexual assault, marital rape, and have him completely dismiss them or punish those women for coming forward. And it seems so heartless. And what we need to understand is that this is not the first time he has a long history of not just ignoring abuse, but participating in, in it himself and taking joy in the pain of others. He is an evil, evil man. Uh, so be ready for that. It's going to be bad. So without further ado, you've been properly warned. There be monsters, all ye who enter here. Um, Warren Jeffs was born December 3rd, 1955. Hey, Armando, what day is it? Oh, no. <laughs> it's his fucking birthday. He's 68 uh, today. Still behind bars. Thank goodness. Uh, and he was born in a place called Little Cottonwood Canyon, just outside of Sacramento, California. Now, this is kind of interesting uh, because... He is born at a time when his father, Ruland Jeffs, is practicing polygamy in secret. Uh, if you remember from our previous episodes, Ruland took his first plural wife in 1941, much to the chagrin of his first wife who hated it. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is 1955. Uh, he has a handful of wives at this point. Warren is born to wife number four. Uh, her name is Marilyn Steed. And she is one of the youngest wives at the time, however, still an adult, uh, not a teenager. And she had actually already had a few other children with Rulin at this point. Now, according to interviews with other family members, um, Marilyn had kind of political aspirations in the group. She was kind of trying to always jockey her kids for attention, um, get them to spend as much time with Rulin as possible, try to get them positions within the group. And at this point, they haven't moved down to Short Creek yet. This is just within Rulin's extended family because the family is so big, it's already functioning as kind of like a mini cult. And so she, within that mini cult group, is already trying to kind of garner favor and get to the front of the line a little bit. That feels weirdly bad. I mean, oh, it's going to get so much worse. But okay. Yeah. All right. Sick. I mean, yeah, I, I feel, I feel for this person, you know, sort of being trapped in this situation and seeing that like the only way to maybe uh, give their children a leg up is to do this stuff, but it still feels pretty bad. Yeah, it feels to me like um, 
it feels, it's going to sound weird. It feels like an old timey historical story where if you were like one of the wives of Henry VIII had political aspirations, I was going to be like, yeah, no shit. She's a lady and she has no other rights. I kind of feel the same way about Marilyn to a degree where she's in a situation where she has very little power. And the one, the one bargaining chip she has is those kids Mm -hmm. because that's what her job is within this air quotes universe is to like produce as many kids as she can. And in some ways they function like heirs, but there's like at this point at the time that Warren is born, um, there's about 20 or more other children. There's about to be a lot more, but there's almost this idea of like any one of these kids could be the next ruling. And they're not even like, in the bigger group yet, but they're already like, who's going to take over the family? Mm. And everyone's <laughs> kind of putting their kids forward. Now, here's what's really interesting. By the time she's pregnant with Warren, she actually had already given Rulin one son. So she already has at least one son. I say at least because it's time to talk about uh, the first worst thing of this episode. Uh, that will apply to other episodes as well. People who are born into high control groups uh, that live off the grid are not always documented. Now, this is also the 50s, so documentation is not great in general. One of the only reasons we know exactly when Warren was born and where is because Warren, unlike his siblings, was born in a hospital. And we'll get to why in just a second. But I say that she had at least one son because we know of one son who lived now children who maybe did not survive from either a traumatic home birth or who died as children may not have ever had birth certificates we may never know about them that's still true of the flds today uh for people who escape the flds some of them may not have ever had birth records or birth certificates It's one more hurdle to leaving because imagine if you left and you didn't have any form of identification, you didn't have a birth certificate, you didn't have a driver's license, you didn't have a social security number, and now you have to get all of those things in addition to leaving a cult. All that to say, at least one son, potentially more, we do not know. Um, When Marilyn was pregnant with Warren, She told Rulin that Warren, or the baby that would be Warren, was going to be special. He was chosen by God, and God would give them a sign. Now, a lot of people consider this to be a prophecy. I consider this to be her, again, just trying to jockey favor. Like, you better watch this kid. This kid's going to be amazing. Like, I already gave you one amazing kid. This one's going to be awesome. And... (laughs) And again, it's only listing, I can only find listings for sons. That's how fucked up this is, is that she probably had had four or five kids by now, but I could only find listings for sons. Um, So when she went into labor two months early, people didn't have high hopes for that chosen by God kid. Um, But Warren indeed was born. They They were rushed to a hospital. He was born two months premature. He almost died. And some family accounts say that he was so small that when they brought him home, they brought him home in a shoebox. 
I don't believe that. I think that's fake. Uh, <laughs> here's why. Uh, now, and here's the thing. I know that depending on, on your premature birth, there may be different health concerns and you may need different things. Every birth is different. I, I understand. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do know that in some cases where health permitting children do come home and they are that small. I, you know, it happened to a family friend one time, but I would say in the 1950s, probably not. I think he probably had to spend some time in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I feel like that's the part, the fact that they gave birth in a hospital. I don't think any hospital is going to be like, well, we got one of them tiny preemies. All right. Get, get the shoebox. Shoe get the shoebox. Who just got a new pair of Nikes? We need the shoebox. Come on. Yeah. It, I have no idea. I was like, Mm, I don't think so. I know this is embarrassing for you and your tiny baby, but this is procedure. All right. We've done this since the 1920s when shoeboxes were invented. We have a whole stack of shoeboxes. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's not just because we Um, also sell shoes. It's not because this is a hospital slash footlocker. Why does my baby smell like orthopedic sneakers? (laughs) (laughs) You go to like inhale that new baby smell and you're like, sneakers? (laughs) What? I I was starting to get a little bit upset when my OBGYN was named Dr. Scholes, but now I get it. <laughs> feet in the stirrups? Nice feet. <laughs> like, yes. Oof. Anyway, Warren survived. And to everybody else, that was the sign where it was like insurmountable odds. He still survives. He must be God's chosen one. Now, a lot of that narrative is pushed by Marilyn, who's mm-hmm. just like, you saw him. You, he's the boy who lived. Yeah. He's Mormon Harry Potter. <laughs> like, What are you talking about? That, that boy was a woman size six, and now he's going to be <laughs> something special. <laughs> oh, Now... Because his survival was a sign that God had chosen him, uh, he becomes one of Rulin's favorite sons. Now, I think this could be one of two things. Uh, On the one hand, it could be that because he almost died, Rulin was a little extra careful with him. It was like, we almost lost this one. And so they got very close. Alternately, it could have also been Marilyn leading that narrative and being like, He's the special one and pushing him into more of Rulin's life because of that. Now, because he was one of his favorite sons, he lived a completely different life than the kids who lived in Short Creek with Leroy Johnson. Because, again, they still have not joined forces at this point. Um, He ends up working at Rulin's accounting firm at one point, like as like a clerk. Um, And he was allowed to grow up in Rulin's Salt Lake City compound. Let's talk about this compound. Rulin and his construction company made of his own teenage sons uh, built a 36 bedroom home in the suburbs of Salt Lake City. He and his then eight wives at that point, because they only had eight. At this point, it's not until he joins the other group that he gets the rest. Eight wives and 40 to 50 children moved into this 36-bedroom home. I got a couple thoughts. First and foremost, that's not enough rooms. And you're the one building the house. I know. Put in more rooms. And if you're one of these teenage boy construction workers, build yourself a secret room, okay? Come on. 36 rooms... 
for what is that? It's uh, f- at minimum, it's like 60 people. 60 people? Okay, good. I was going to say 80 because I was counting wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's about 60 people at this point. Now, not all of those rooms are bedrooms also sure. because one of them was a birthing room. Oh, gross. Uh, and one of them was a chapel with a b- baptismal font. Uh, now, those things existed because home births were so frequent and so common that it just made sense to have a fully equipped room on hand at all times. They yeah. had at least one to four babies a year at this time. Just constant oh, babies. So many babies. So many shoeboxes. So many shoeboxes. That sucks. And also... I don't know if this makes sense, but I feel like that has to be the worst smelling construction crew I've ever heard of in my, just a bunch of teenage boys working outside building a house. Just the smelliest. They don't know about deodorant yet. No, of course they don't know about deodorant because it's like, they can't even drink caffeine. Okay. What do you think (laughs) they're doing? Deodorant. I don't know if you know, pure caffeine. (laughs) Yeah. It's aluminum. Yes, exactly. Uh, Now, something interesting about the time at which they lived in this compound. This compound was meant to basically be their private polygamy oasis because they lived fairly normal lives on the outside. Warren went to a regular ass high school. He's even in the yearbook. Like it was not an open like people didn't know about his polygamous family. He would be told not to tell people Uh, he would have different last names when he was enrolled in school and things like that. And that was the same for a lot of his other brothers and sisters. Now here's the weird part. A lot of his other brothers and sisters also went to that high school and they just had to kind of act like they were cousins Hmm. that they weren't actually like all had the same dad um, because it was, they were practicing polygamy privately, much like Rulin had done as a child when he grew up with his parents practicing privately as well although his dad only had i think four wives why so why aren't they doing um like homeschooling at this point i mean they have enough or even their own school they have enough kids so there is a school room in the house and eventually this house will become a school i'll get to that in just a second Hmm. i think that's something they realized was better for them later on because in the next couple episodes they absolutely do that and this compound becoming a school is part of that but for at least a little while, and it may have been while they were still building the house, um, they were allowed to go to regular school. In fact, uh, it's not until 2003 that most of the FLDS kids are pulled out of school, out That's, of public school. That is, okay, so I want to be clear about one thing. I think that they should all go to public school. I also think that they should talk about their weird dad situation and somebody should hear it and tell their parent and then uh, everything comes crashing down. But I I don't think it's a good idea to take your kids out of public school because you're allowing them to basically uh, part of school is becoming a person by interacting with others. Yes. My point is this cult is so big that they can have their own yeah yeah having them go to public school while telling all of these children to keep a secret is the most wild plan i've ever heard of oh a hundred percent a hundred percent and ultimately it's like here's what's crazy because some kids do get homeschooled in the interim like i said this house will become a school we'll talk about it in just a second but 
there were still a bunch of kids going to public school under Warren's rule. So like 20 years from where we're talking about right now, still kids in public school. And then they Mm. just pulled them out en masse overnight one night. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. But essentially part of what we'll get into in the next episode, the one after there are police officers, school officials, teachers, public servants, all of these people that are also FLDS. They get to a point where they basically own the community. There's stories of like young teenage women being married off to local police officers. Like it's so corrupt that there's no one helping them. And it really is uh, a handful of investigators, one of which we used his book last week. We'll come back to it next week. Um, and journalists who just keep reporting on this until there's too much heat and they have to do something or else they are incompetent. And uh, as I mentioned a little bit, the Lost Boys become like a wall of witnesses. Uh, we'll get into that next week. And as teenage women escape teenage girls escape and are willing to talk to federal authorities or uh state authorities as opposed to just the local authorities that's when a case starts getting built i mentioned rebecca wall a little bit last week elisa wall who is her younger sister we'll talk about more next week because elisa wall's case and marriage really formed the basis for some of the early really successful lawsuits and criminal cases against Warren specifically. Um, There is an earlier case against that police officer who gets married to a young, uh, a young girl as well. Um, That kind of forms a precedent for the case against Warren. So we'll get into a lot of that next week, but yeah, to answer your question, I think for them it was easier to not provide those services because it's so many people. Sure. I mean, to be fair, it's actually almost scarier that they kind of like invasion of the body snatcher this whole fucking town into becoming like, even if you weren't FLDS, everything is essentially run by this group. Three towns, by the way. Oh my God. That's like, we'll, we'll get into it next week, but it's, three towns (laughs) depending on where you live that's a fucking county my guy so and two of them are are kind of neck close to each other one but they're in two different states Mm. so they're on either side of a state line and then probably not next week probably the week after we'll get to their move to their compound in texas which they called zion the other thing that we have to like i it's shocking to me but all of the next like two to three episodes happen within 18 months to two years. Like, and and it sounds impossible (laughs) for so much to happen during that time, but we'll end this episode in 2002 where Rulin dies and where Warren starts to take over. And Warren is like arrested and on trial by 2004. Okay. So like, it's a wild jump, but I think I'll explain a little bit in this episode how so much bad stuff happens before Warren even officially takes over. Okay. So Rulin, at one point, you'll remember, went to northern Idaho and then eventually decides to move to Short Creek. And as he's moving around and moving away, 
they kind of abandoned this giant house. Now, part of that, too, is because, again, Rulon only has eight wives at this point. It's not until he moves down to Short Creek that he adds a ton more. Um, but a lot of Rulon's children have now grown up. So Warren, at this point, is an adult. He is an adult before they move to Short Creek, before any of it. And so as they kind of abandon this giant compound they built, they decide to turn it into a private FLDS school called the Alta Academy. And here's where shit gets really fucking dark, because this is a private school for polygamous families. A huge portion of them are the Jeffs family, because... There's so many of them, um, but also offshoot families and local families who were also practicing polygamy privately. Now, originally, Warren started out as a teacher there, and kids who went to school while Warren worked there have described him as one of the harshest disciplinarians they have ever seen. Um, he was very controlling. Um, he had no tolerance for people who broke rules ever. Uh, he would say, quote, uh, perfect obedience requires perfect faith. Um, but not only was he requiring people to be obedient, he used that school as his grooming and abuse hunting ground. He would sneak up behind students in class and grab them by the neck and whisper into their ear, are you keeping sweet or do you need to be punished? Ugh. And that's just a kid minding their own business. That's not a kid who's broken a rule, nothing. Mind you, they're also just fucking kids. So even if the even if you break a rule, you're a fucking child. And so there's a limit to what we should be doing to you. Um, but he would call students into his office. And for girls, um, he would limit their access to things. He would be incredibly verbally abusive to the girls, but to the boys, he would be physically abusive. He would call boys into his office and beat them with yardsticks. Um, there was an account of him hanging a student upside down uh, and beating him along with other teachers, beating that student. Uh, he was a second grader. Uh... That's awful. Um, but that's not the worst one. Um, the worst was how Warren treated his own nephews. His own nephews, and, and again, a lot of his nephews, but specifically a few of his nephews attended his school. Uh, and one of them in 2011 through 2014 would go on to sue Warren Jeffs uh, because instead of just being beaten, he and his brothers were raped repeatedly by Warren and other teachers who were also Warren's brothers. Um, unfortunately, one of those nephews, Clayne, passed away from suicide. Oh, my God. This is why I said we needed palate cleansers. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. This is a really bad one. Holy shit. Okay. Um. All right. Um. I... Uh... I was going to talk about a game that I like. It's Let's uh, do it. Sure. You may have not heard of it. It's called Fortnite. 
<laughs> You're going to talk about, okay. I So I don't know a lot about Fortnite, uh, so I'm happy to learn. Let's oh, do it. Oh, Paige, let me introduce you to the wonderful world of Fortnite. Fortnite is what is called a uh, battle royale game where uh, a select group of people in Fortnite, I forget how many it is. It might be like 50. It might be 100. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, you basically there is a map the map is always the same it is the same for everyone different loot will spawn on different parts of it some parts are obviously more prone to better loot um, and then you all drop in on the map at roughly the same time you are given the opportunity to drop in you can drop in wherever you pick up loot because you start the game with nothing um and then you try to murder each other and whoever's the last one standing wins it's battle royale the movie um the game is what it is i always hear about like characters and stuff though yeah so that's my favorite part about fortnite is fortnite uh and epic games uh they love to do this thing where they have collaborations with different brands um so you can do things like i have uh in my fortnite game i can play as wolverine or uh, uh deadpool or groot or the mandalorian um i can also recently they've they've allowed you to play as uh eminem you can buy a skin <laughs> for okay eminem you can what also era buy of eminem are we talking about is this hooded eminem is this tank top eminem that's is this actually, ramen noodles eminem this is the best part is that there are three different skins you can get of course. one is his like uh bat boy skin from that one song he did with dr dre okay um that you could also buy like blonde haired slim shady Eminem. Yes. Um, and you can get old man Marshall Mathers wearing a fedora hat. <laughs> um, but oh, quite Marshall. possibly my favorite uh, skin coming out. There you go. What the is fuck <laughs> is that? That looks like buff Peter Griffin. Uh, Paige, I'm here to tell you that is buff Peter Griffin. How, um, they, how they got the nerve to have buff Peter Griffin, but they don't have big titty Kevin James. <laughs> If they put Kevin James in the game, I would never stop playing. <laughs> right? I would, oh, my God. Peter Griffin is now in Fortnite. And, uh, it w well, maybe not yet, but will be in Fortnite um, starting really soon. So uh, that's that's just a, a little taste. I will be, <laughs> I will be unfortunately, um, using my palate cleansers to tell you about the history of some of Fortnite's greatest and worst collaborations of all time. And oh. we're starting with the fact that you can play as Eminem uh, or Peter Griffin, a ripped Peter Griffin. Yeah, it's like a ripped Peter Griffin. Now, this is, you know, uh, maybe a little off topic, but how do you feel about Big Titty Kevin James? I love Big Titty Kevin James. Big Titty Kevin James is a picture that you sent me, and we all agreed that it's basically you. It's yes. just who you are. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is I hope you are ready to learn about Fortnite because it is your only solace uh, in this horrible story. I honestly, I am, and I'm grateful. So mm. thank you. Yeah. Now, eventually, Warren would become basically the principal of Alta Academy, which gave him unfettered access to hundreds of children over the years, hundreds. And some will never come forward because their families are still in the FLDS. Um, so we will never know truly how many children, and I do mean children, mm -hmm. that Warren Jeffs 
horrifically abused boys and girls and I'll, I'll get to that in just a second because we'll touch on some specific things about Warren that will inform the rest of the series uh, but he likely would have stayed at at Alta Academy probably as long as he could have because I think he enjoys abusing children um, but unfortunately Rulin's health got bad now this is significantly before Everyone else knew that Rulin's health got bad, but Rulin had started to have very small strokes. Um, he largely was still able to maintain his day-to-day routine, but just in case, he needed his most trusted right-hand man to help make sure that everything continued to run smoothly. And so he brought in Warren. And gradually, Warren began taking more and more and more of the day-to-day responsibilities around the community very much like David Miscavige. David Miscavige, when LRH gets sick, uses his position as that head messenger to take over Scientology. Warren does the same here. Uh, and it held a lot of weight because between he and his father, they had close to 100 wives at this point because Warren has about upwards of 30 already. His dad is between 60 and 75 wives. So close to 100 wives, uh, hundreds of children. Uh, and we'll get into more of that next week because he goes from 30 wives to about 85 at the time that the compound gets raided uh, in the early early 2000s. Um, and most of those were his father's former wives. We'll get to it next week. Uh, but almost wait, every... Wait, yes. wait, yeah. no. Hold yeah. on. Uh-huh. That's, I guess... The ultimate stepmom fantasy? It's it's very Pornhub, yeah. Yeah, but it's also like, wouldn't, okay, wouldn't they, if you, hold on. It's My the Woody Allen special. <laughs> disgusting. Yes, but I'm trying to figure this out. So, if you are a son of of this guy with a ton of wives right uh-huh do those other wives not sort of act as like mommy 2.0 2.3 except etc well yes but you also have to remember that a huge significant portion of those wives are younger than warren okay and significantly Fair. so because at this point so 1955 is when warren was born this is the early 90s this is like 1993 so warren is you know uh, in his late 30s early 40s as all this is kind of happening and some of these wives are 13 14. you know what yeah, you've you've touched on something really key here. I'm looking for logic in the actions of child abusers, and I don't yes. know why I'm doing that. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to talk about Fortnite for a little bit? <laughs> Does it make it better now that we remembered that the stepson is like old enough to be the other wife's parent? Yeah very upsetting yeah um fortnite does a lot of collaborations uh one most famously when uh the pandemic first started they did a travis scott concert where you could oh no yeah you could go in well this was before was it before okay (laughs) oh no (laughs) because i did not put that together that yeah people used to die at a travis scott concert in real life and then you could shoot other people at a travis scott concert in the video game um did not put that together 
Yeah, they did a Travis Scott concert inside of Fortnite. It was very strange. It was very weird. Um, and since then, they've done a lot of different collaborations and some that might surprise you. For example, Paige, did you know that Radiohead did a <laughs> okay did a digital art exhibit within Fortnite? Just like a place you could go and look at their art before you yeah. get gatted to death? It okay. was an exhibition that you could load into. It was a game that they built in collaboration with the band Radiohead, um, who planned an in-person art exhibition and then COVID hit. And they said, well, clearly the next best thing is Fortnite. So, um, hey, yeah. You know I, what? At least, uh, at least they tried. They tried something. Yeah, you know what? There, I just think it's funny that you can play Fortnite, a game with Peter Griffin and Travis Scott, and by the and way, and Eminem, and Eminem. You can buy a skin of Travis Scott. You can be Travis Scott in the video game fighting Peter Griffin, and the song that plays in the background is from Kid A by Radiohead. <laughs> that is a phenomenal game, um, and so that's a that's that's an insane collaboration that they did. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so as Rulin starts marrying younger and younger women, so does Warren. They seem to collaborate on that. Um, but something the Keep Sweet documentary touches on, but but doesn't really go too deep into, but I'll elaborate on it here. Um, Warren specifically liked rebellious, independent girls. Not because he was particularly attracted to them or had a particular type. It was because he enjoyed breaking them. It, it is truly a control thing. Um, he is an evil, sadistic control freak, and he loved to inflict pain. Uh, and he has a convenient cover with it being God's will. Uh, for example, the young children that he sexually assaulted when he was done, he told them he was doing God's work. He's an evil man. Um, and this will happen throughout his like young teaching career all the way through him running the FLDS. He needs that control and he will deliberately do spiteful, hurtful things to break people, hurt people, see them in pain and control them. And he had already started that pattern when in 2002, Rulin had his largest stroke yet, the one that would ultimately kill him. And by then, Warren had already taken control of everything else in the church. So it didn't surprise people when he proclaimed that his father was not in fact dead, but rather was reincarnated as who else but Warren himself huh? and based yep wait and how does that work out he he said that his father was not dead but that his spirit had transferred into him so that he was now the prophet and that also by extension because he was both himself and his father the prophet his wife his father's wives were now his wives uh and so he started giving those women ultimatums basically you can marry me right now or you can marry somebody else within a week but if you ain't married within like a week you're either married to me or you're out yeah that is awful for so many reasons yep. but i also again i'm looking for logic in a place that is uh i would say 
one of the worst groups of of abusers that we have covered maybe ever um but it also just like how does that if your father's spirit inhabits your body that you are in as a grown adult do you share the body like a cyberpunk situation or is it like the authority like is it just a badge that you have I think it's more like that, like a badge. I mean, ultimately, I think it's fully a lie. But yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's one hundred percent bullshit. I think if it kind of like the the father divine mother divine situation where like Jim Jones was like I'm the reincarnation of father divine and the reincarnation of mother divine was like keep it pushing <laughs> like mm-hmm. absolutely not I'm the reincarnation of father divine um, I think it's one of those things cult leaders do to maintain maintain control and I think any explanations of it are kind of bullshit but yeah a hundred percent i guess this is this is where my brain fucks up is as a storyteller and a grifter myself (laughs) i am i am trying to understand the lore that they are trying to sell and it doesn't they don't they're not putting any of the work in to make it even semi-believable and that's the part that's making me uh, furious when also I'm furious about the rest of the awful, terrible crimes that are being committed. And the mm-hmm. fact that, yes, ultimately, it doesn't matter how good the lie is. It's all bullshit anyway. And none of it even fucking matters. But what do you mean your dad's ghost flew into your body? What does that mean? I need you to explain it to me. That is such an interesting premise. And you're leaving it on the ground. You fucking monstrous polygamous piece of shit. Yeah, it's oh, I it because I the more I uncovered and the more it was like I was familiar with him abusing young girls, right? Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, oh, it's it's women. He's he's abusing young women, you know. And then to uncover the stories of him abusing his own nephews, you're like, oh no, he's he's a sadist. Like he he want he wants control. He wants to inflict pain upon people and is probably a pedophile just in general yeah (laughs) because he clearly has a history of sexual abuse against literal children um so and, and people knew about it other people knew about it and the fact that people did nothing to help those children is very very sad um one of the things that they talk about a lot in the documentary is this idea of like for the people raised in the group, a lot of these teenage girls that he's hurting and, and teenage boys that he will hurt in the next episode a lot as well. They truly believed because it it was what had been told to them by every adult they knew their entire lives. If they disobeyed him, if they left, if he excommunicated them. So like if they refused to marry him and he kicked them out, if any of that happened, they were going to hell forever forever and that's enough for them to be like i know this is bad but at least it's not hell literal hell and that's so sad yeah you know this entire story is just i mean we said it last week every sentence somehow worse than the last and that fucking it hurts so bad i i don't know it's just like every I started out being like, well, I understand what this mom is doing, but that still sucks because these kids are just innocent children that don't want anything to do with it. As is she, you know, she's kind of also trapped in this situation. 
and then I was like, wow, that's one of the worst situations I've ever heard of. And then that just kept happening over and over and over, over and over and over again. Where it just keeps adding up to a worse and worse situation. It's fucking awful. It's terrible. Um, yeah. And it reminds me a little of a game that I like to play called Fortnite. Page. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Uh Fortnite has had a lot of uh, interesting locations that they could have, like Loot Lake, a lakeside town where you can find a bunch of fun loot, um, or the meteor that uh, Eminem flew in on when he arrived Fortnite Arena. Um, but perhaps one of the most infamous places that they put in the game page was a memorial to Martin Luther King Jr. What? Fortnite put in a memorial to MLK um, and then were shocked and appalled to find out that people were uh, racist. Yeah, doing really horrible stuff. Oh my God. Here, I got to show this to you. This is in Fortnite. What? Oh, they also added an emote that you could have, which was uh I have a dream inspired emote. Oh jeez, okay. I I don't know how to feel about this really. Yeah. <laughs> like this is like there's a part of me that's like, does he deserve memorials? Absolutely. Is is this where we should put one? No? I, I don't know. Yeah, should we put one into there? The worst part is one of the emotes that they had released around the same time, uh, not connected to this in any way, but you can see a picture of it here is an emote that allows your character to uh use a whip. Um, oh no. And people went to the MLK memorial and started using that emote. Oh, that's horrible. It's 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 one of the worst things I've ever heard. It's fucking terrible. Um this game is so incredible because of how just dog shit awful it is. It is uh, ruining the brains of children. It is such a cash grab. They work with absolutely everyone. Um, and they do these things without ever actually putting any thought into them at all. Oh, God, this game is so terrible. And it's also so great, Paige. I love Fortnite so much. And I can't wait to be P Peter Griffin and do the gritty after I kill uh, a Travis Scott character. Okay. If you were a Fortnite character, what would your uh, your emote that goes along with you be? Um, Damn. It would probably be, for commercial reasons, the intro to Cult Podcast. Uh, mm. Or it would be like me writing um, an alligator who looked a lot like a lawyer. Uh, but Perfect. Actually, that would be the thing that I fly in on. I think I'm going to have to go with Fart Cannon. Um, Ooh, yeah, because that's the other thing is sometimes they have uh, characters come in and they give them their own weapon for a limited time. Like, they had a Thanos one that was just a giant glove that, like, destroyed half of the shit in front of you. Um, they've had lightsabers before. Uh, they've had Dragon Balls, I'm pretty sure. Um, you can have weapons. So a Fart Cannon is probably... Probably but I also what would go with look, both of us. Yeah, I also want to look like Big Titty Kevin James. Oh, absolutely. And I can't believe Big Titty Kevin James. Oh, How did on. I not go as Big Titty Kevin James for Halloween? 
I have just received word that Big Titty Kevin James is in Fortnite now. That's right, gamers. We did it, baby. That's right, Fortniters. We're in this bitch. Hey, Siri, remind me to go as Big Titty Kevin James next Halloween. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ah, Absolutely incredible. And also fucking terrible and awful. Horrific. But... That's where we'll pick up next week when Warren takes over. God, this entire group of people is, uh, are, I guess, some of the worst people I've ever heard of in my entire life. This sucks, and there's no amount of uh, Fortnite that I can talk about that makes it better. Um, <sighs> Jesus. It's, it's rough. It is really... I think the pervasiveness of it is what's so rough is how many people looked the other way or willingly gave their teenage daughters or um, asked for teenage daughters or enabled, you know, teenage brides. Like how many other teachers knew that Warren was horrifically abusing children at that school and let it happen. It's just so disgusting. Disgusting. I'm going to try to pick up the mood right before we go out and say that um, in closing, Fortnite's done a lot of terrible collaborations with people, including streamers like Ninja um, or musicians like Marshmallow, where you can play as Marshmallow, that guy with the big Yeah, with the head. Uh, Let me tell you, Paige. There is something, it becomes ridiculously easy to get headshots on somebody when they are wearing a giant marshmallow yeah, on their It also implies that the marshmallow is part of his body because if you hit the marshmallow head, even where there wouldn't be a head, it does do damage, um, <laughs> which is absolutely incredible, but quite possibly one of the most hated collaborations that uh, Fortnite ever did was with a little company that uh, you might have heard of called quibi that's right Paige. <laughs> the worst <laughs> Fortnite had an official collaboration with quibi in which there were certain screens in the game that would actually play quibi content <laughs> and as you were passing by you would be forced to watch it um and that is where we will pick up with Fortnite facts a game that will never come back into this podcast i promise you that <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ. Hi, my name is Armando, and I uh, sat through this with you. I was here. I heard the same stuff you did, and um, goddamn was it awful. So if you want to come hang out with me, I will be in uh, Minneapolis. Um, Also, apparently, Puerto Rico maybe fucking this month, I guess. Ooh, Puerto Rico. I'll be traveling. I'll be doing stuff. Um, I'll be hanging out. So come hang out with me. Uh, You can find me at Mondo Does Stuff, M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff, all one word on everything. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch. I just did a six-hour Twitch stream last night for no reason at all. Um, and I'm probably going to start doing more of that. It was super fun. I had a blast, uh, and I would love to do more of it. So come hang out, come do stuff. I'll be doing some shows. If you're in Austin, Texas, I got a big show coming up on January 27th. More info about that will come out soon. Um, come out soon makes it sound like it's bad. (laughs) Like I'm being arrested. (laughs) Just in case come out soon. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, go follow me. Mondo does stuff. M A N D O does stuff. Uh, all one word across all social platforms. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. Good luck. Good night. I'll see you on Fortnite. Goodbye forever. Mwah. Hey, it's your girl Paige, to whom Fortnite is just 14 days. Uh, <laughs> if you like the sound of my voice, you can hear it on Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod. We're in Christmas season on Romancing the Pod, so it is like wall-to-wall madness. Um, if you want to come see me live, keep an eye on Instagram for shows. And if you want to watch me roast battle people, uh, there's a bunch of reels on Instagram and TikTok. And I will also be posting dates for January and February on Instagram. That's at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok or at Page Wesley on Twitter. Love you so much. Bye. And if you want to follow us as a show, you can by going to at Colt Podcast on Instagram. Or at Cult Podcast Show on Twitter. You can also send us an email uh, to cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us an Amigurumi crochet doll of Big Titty Kevin James or Buff Peter Griffin, you can send <laughs> that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237, like, like The, the Shining. Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. And I think for this, I'm going to say, uh, don't drink whatever Fortnite potion turns you into buff Peter Griffin. The chug jug. It's literally the chug jug. It's a <laughs> giant chug jug full of stuff. Also, oh my God. How fucking... did I know there was a potion? I just guessed there were potions and there were potions. I think it's like soda or slime or something. I don't know. It's also radioactive. There's a part of the map where it comes out of an exhaust tunnel into a lake. And if you stand in that lake, it gives you shield potion, which implies that it's bad for you. Also, how has there never been an El Santo character in fucking Fortnite? Oh. What are we doing? I don't know, but I saw somebody uh, post pictures from a time that they made a luchador mask, and I was just like, man, now I want one even more. We luchador! Need one. If you can make luchador masks, I need you to make me one. I need it. I need it so bad. Please, it. please do it for us. Yo necesito on luchador masks. Um, Yeah, so, so don't drink the big gulp, the chug jug. <laughs> the big gulp. And and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye.